there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pop Culture After Dark. Abel and Bonnie here, and y'all get ready, because what is it? Mercury is in retrograde? It's about to be? Yeah. Not just Mercury. There is six planets in retrograde at the current moment, so... The yay. ghetto. So we're all <laughs> fucking feeling it. My dogs are feeling it. We've been trying to record this for about about 30 minutes now, and here we are. Well, on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about Yay, Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Queen Elizabeth II, King Charles III, Anna Kendrick, Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt, Kevin Federline, Britney Spears, Real Housewives of Atlanta stars Sheree Whitfield, Tom Brady and Giselle, Harry Styles, Chris Pine, and The Weeknd. So let's just jump right in into the sad news that the whole world was shook by today queen elizabeth ii has passed away at the age of 96 at balmoral castle in scotland um i think she's been sick for a little while and it was like earlier i think it was this morning that the doctors were like concerned about her health and stuff and then all of a sudden i got notifications they're like the queen i'm like what the fuck like she's dead i think i texted you right yeah, it was. Um, so earlier this morning, they did put out a statement saying that doctors were concerned for her health. And the second I got that notification, I was like, okay, she probably already passed away. She probably already passed away or she's about to. Now, everybody knew that it was really dire when the entire family was um, rushing, you know, to be by her side, all of her children, as well as, you know, Harry, uh, Prince Harry and Prince Charles. And um, what's the other one? William, Prince William. <laughs> the please literal next the literal next guy to get be king. Yeah, please excuse me, uh UKians out there. Um <laughs> I, the I don't UK. know the not, okay. um, I don't know the, the succession thing. Whatever. Anyhow, they were you know, they were asked, you know, to rush there to her side. You know, thankfully Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, they had been in the UK for events this week. So um Harry did uh, rush over to Balmoral um castle by himself. Um, to see what was going on and, you know, and whatnot. And pretty much when you know the entire family's being called, you know that that's, you know, going to be it. So she did pass away at the ripe old age of 96. She lived such a profound life. Now, she was the longest serving monarch in British history. So that is definitely something to celebrate. She did take the throne at 25 back in 1952 after the sudden passing of her father, King George VI. Now, he died from respiratory complications. I don't really, you know, remember too much what all that was. But he did leave his daughter to take on the mantle and all of his responsibilities. And she did it with flying colors all these years. So, you know, that's it's um it's definitely a loss. Now, at 11 o'clock this morning, King Charles III released a statement saying that the death of my beloved mother, Her Majesty the Queen, is a moment of the greatest sadness for me and all the members of my family. We mourn profoundly the passing of a cherished sovereign and a much-loved mother. I know her loss will be deeply felt throughout the country, the realms, and the Commonwealth, and by countless people around the world. During this period of mourning and change, my family and I will be comforted and sustained by our knowledge of the respect and deep affection in which the Queen was so wildly held. You know, it's signed by His Majesty the King. So, you know, definitely our condolences to that entire family as well as that country on the passing of Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, it's so sad. I didn't think she would ever die because I just felt like she's always been like to me she's always been like older or looked older and she was always like with her dogs and you know what I mean it's like 
Yeah, like, it, it, yeah, she just, honestly, I think back and I'm like, she has looked the same since 1985. Like, <laughs> I don't, uh, but the funny thing about it is everybody wants to know about her will and the part of the will that they want to know about is who's going to get her dogs and her horses. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> dogs and, I mean, I guess it's a big thing, I guess, whatever. But she had over a hundred horses. At the time of her passing, oh, I'd be pissed if she left me. Though. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with these? <laughs> like all these? <laughs> like why? Like they why? cost money to like keep Girl, them. Am I you gonna be leaving me some horse kind of money to take care of these horses? The <laughs> fuck? No, but really, it's super sad, and we obviously had to start the podcast with that because it is breaking news today of the recording of this. So may she rest in peace. Um, yeah. Uh, let's move on now. Let's talk about the, God, there's no way to transition. Like there is just absolutely (laughs) no way to transition this. So pardon me, but what the fuck is going on with the yay? Okay. (laughs) I didn't know like at what part of the podcast we were going to turn this into the yay. Let's just, this is the fucking, let's just do it. Okay. Because (laughs) he is wild. Yeah, I'm all remember you asked for it. Okay, you guys already know when it comes to anything yay, when he goes on his tantrums, your girl is there. Your girl is getting screenshots because Mm -hmm. yay loves to do the thing that he does. He posts and deletes, posts and deletes, posts and deletes. Well, let me tell you, yay has put me through so much in the last two weeks and he ain't even my baby daddy. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Like, I feel so bad for Kim. Like, I'm stressed. Abel was like, "So, did you see? Yay! You see what he's doing on Instagram?" I'm like, "You know, fuck! I don't even want to fucking talk about him. I can't stand him. I really the fuck can't." Uh, how many screenshots <laughs> did you have? I sent you 44 screenshots, but that doesn't count. That doesn't count the screen recording I took of his page one day because this fucker decided to come out with 92 fucking posts that day. And I was not going to fucking screenshot all those posts. So I just did a screen recording. It is a six minute screen recording. I, you know what? Look, this man is just mad. I get it. He's mad at Gap and Adidas and shit like that. He's mad at Everybody, everybody. Yeah, yeah. He's mad at Kim about... You know, all the bullshit with the kids and the school and everything like that. So, you know, he posted, I'm just, I'm going to go very quickly through some of these screenshots. So some of it is like uh, Kim messaging him, telling him, you know, can you please stop? He's like, no, we need to talk in person, you know? So he's posting that he's posting one from his mom. Um, You know, he's just posting a bunch of shit on here, talking shit. He's throwing the execs, you know, of, um... Gap and Adidas and everything under the, you know, under the bus. He's tagging, like he's put, he put a thing about cum donors or something like a, oh, it was like yeah, a, a was search. Funny. Yeah. And he's all calling all my fellow uh, cum donors. We're in this together. And this bitch tags fucking Travis Scott uh. and, <laughs> and Tristan Thompson and shit. And uh, what's the other one's name? The Scott Diss and stuff like oh, tag yeah. them all tagged them all in it and i'm like bitch are you fucking killing? I'm like, all right here we go so I'm, I'm i'm like doing it and stuff and then he posted another one where he's like i'm the kid's father you know that's it he's you know he's really making this like yay 
So then he posted one that says, anybody that says I'm spiraling when I express the undeniable truth is a sheep. Shut the fuck up and worry about your own kids. I'm ob obviously I'm dealing with wars at the highest levels of control and discrimination based on the level I'm operating at. A conductor got to turn they back to the audience to direct the orchestra. Oh, yay, crazy is basic as fuck at this point. I'm simply right. I know girls who sell pussy that don't agree with how my daughters are being displayed. My guy. What? Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just, I, I have a problem with this because his daughters are not being displayed in any kind of wrong way or anything. As far as like, I, to me, like, I mean, I really don't know, like, you know, what the fuck it is, like, which, which part of it is about, oh, because she had a TikTok, because, like, you know, whatever. At this point, I think he's just bitching because he doesn't have the kind of control over Kim and the girls or his kids that he wants to have. To me, this is just a fucking narcissist gaslighting the fucking world with his fucking Instagram. So, at, at that point. And then he posted, this one had me fucking like fucking looking for an oxygen mask because this one took me the fuck out because he was like <laughs> ask pete how those tattoos of my kids doing in the trauma unit <laughs> <laughs> when oh, i'm yeah. telling you i was deceased and brought the fuck back like i i had nothing he I had is nothing. uh oh, he is something i and it's funny because I know that he has mental health issues, which that's not the funny part. But what is funny is that, like you, what you said, I think that it has a lot to do with his mental health issues paired with his narcissism that he can't control everything in the situation and Kim anymore. And I think that really pisses him off. Yeah, I think so, too. Now, the guy that he is, like, talking all this shit about on there is Daniel Cherry. Um, he said his name is DC. He was hired by the recently deceased Casper without his knowledge to run the most culturally influential brand in the world, blah, blah, blah. And basically that he didn't have like no knowledge and that this guy is like not a good guy. Like it, There's just so, so, so much. And then he posted something that says, I guarantee you'll have to relocate before I'm legally finished with you. So he was like issuing threats, you know, on his talking about capitalism um really talking shit to this guy dc on here and then he just started posting a bunch of memes making fun of him as well it you know it, it's an entire shit show from start to finish it's a shit show and then he's like um he brings other people into the mix like he's he's posting like screenshots of you know people gassing him up and telling him he's doing right and all this stuff you know, I get it. To a point, I get it. I understand why he's upset. Gap and Adidas are moving without him and, you know, kind of doing shit behind his back and stuff like that. So I get that. You know, I get definitely get that on some points. But um, I don't know, man. It is a lot. And then he did post a screenshot where his attorneys are advising him not to say anything further about those CEOs and stuff like that. So finally, by the end of it, remember, I... I <laughs> Uh, you saw me spiraling because I was like, I'm going to go check this fool's Instagram and I swear on God, <laughs> he better not have 10,000 more posts on there. And right now, as of right now, he did delete all the posts and only has one post up. 
And it just says, some things are bigger than money. My kids have no idea what daddy has gone through these past few days alone to secure the brand that will one day be handed down to them. God willing, these future leaders will never back down, be stolen from, and forced to compromise who they are for that check. So, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about him. I think that Kim Kardashian should only speak to him through a mediator and it'd be about the kids, but a mediator or their lawyers. And I don't think she needs to have a relationship with him, but she can let the kids have a relationship with him and they can have a mediator. Like, a, you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. their lawyers can deal with it, but she needs to just like not like change her number, not respond to him. He can have the kids phone numbers, but not hers. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a lot. I mean, they, they also make these services where um, there's this one service that I knew they, they use it through divorce courts and stuff like that, where both parents have to sign up for it. And it's a texting service. It is. But you text through that service and that's it. And everything is documented like that service is like receipts and it's all it all like the judge sees it all. I mean, everybody sees it now. It's all over the Internet, you know? Well, yeah. <laughs> like Yeah, because yeah, he's like, oh, God, it's just, I, you know, and I. I understand that, that there's a different paradigm here because what I'm about to say, they're like, that's not the same. Those are not his daughters. I don't give a shit. But he's over here mad at talking about the way his kids are displayed whenever he has half naked chicks all over his videos and all this shit. Like, don't go. them. Those are other people's daughters, too. Don't sit there. Your girls ain't doing shit. Them girls ain't doing shit. But having fun on TikTok, they're fully clothed. They're not showing their body parts. Like, they are not marketed in any kind of way to be sexually explicit or anything like that. They're having fun with their mother. Like, it's cute or having fun with their cousins or, you know, whatever. Like, fuck out of here. I can't, like, oh, this man just drives me crazy. I know. <laughs> He's wild. And I don't know. That's just my thoughts. But so from that relationship to another wild one is Anna Kendrick recently revealed that she was actually a victim of a psycholog- of psychological abuse by a recent ex. So she was actually out promoting her new film, Alice Starling, uh, which premieres Sunday at the Toronto International Film Festival, and she opened up about her deeply personal connection to the actual storyline. She says that, uh, let's see, quote, I was coming out of a personal experience with emotional abuse and psychological abuse. I think my rep sent it to me because he knew what I had been dealing with and sent it along. Uh, They're talking about like the script for the film. Uh, because he was like, this sort of speaks to everything that you've been talking to me about. And she says that it felt really distinct in that I had, frankly, seen a lot of movies about abusive or toxic relationships, and it didn't really look like what was happening to me. It kind of helped me normalize and minimize what was happening to me because I thought, well, if I was in an abusive relationship, it would look like that. And uh, describing her former relationship, she continued... I was in a situation where I loved and trusted this person more than I trusted myself. So when that person is telling you that you have a distorted sense of reality and that you are impossible and that all the stuff that you think is going on is not going on, your life gets really confusing really quickly. And I was in a situation where at the end, I had the unique experience of finding out that everything I thought was going on was in fact going on. So I had this kind of springboard for feeling and recovery that a lot of people don't get. Uh, And uh, kind of to summarize and end it, she says, my body still believes that it was my fault. So even with this concrete 
jumping off point for me to walk out of that relationship knowing that I wasn't cra- crazy. It's incredible the way that recovery has been so challenging for me. I think that's really brave of her to open up and and also like to share that like we've all seen the movies where like people are in abusive relationships and you think abuse looks like one type of way, but for her to be like, well, I never saw the kind of abuse that I went through and to be able to create this film that's supposedly going to, you know, show exactly what she went through, but in, you know, in certain terms is, I don't know. That's a lot. I can't imagine how maybe therapeutic and hard it was probably for her. I bet you her emotions were very raw in this film. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, what are your thoughts on her taking this role that just so closely resembled her life? You know, I'm, I, I guess I'm very proud of her. Like that takes a lot to take on something like that when you're so personally, you know, afflicted by it and stuff. So, and I didn't even know she had a project in the works like that or that she had like that kind of trauma in her past and stuff. And I'm, I love Anna Kendrick. So. Yeah, I, I like her. So. It's sad and it's weird because you never know what people are going through and you see them and you're like, oh, they're celebrities, they're rich, they have money, they're happy, but most, a lot of them are not. Mm -mm. And so when they open up like that, it's pretty deep. So, all right, let's move on and talk about Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. So (laughs) we, a while back, talked about this whole winery bullshit that they're going through and blah, 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 blah. Well, on Tuesday of this week, a company founded by uh, Angelina to they actually filed to retain her stake in the winery Nouvelle um, at they filed and filed a shocking two hundred and fifty million dollar lawsuit against Brad Pitt, claiming he and his team launched a scheme to seize control of the winery. The suit was filed in Los Angeles and obtained by page six. Uh, they argued that his They pushed his partner out of the business in retaliation for divorce and custody proceedings. And they really wanted to make sure that Angelina Jolie would never see a dime of its profits. Uh, So, I'm like, y'all are just being stupid now. This is over some, I mean, it's a lot of money, but I'm like, they both got a lot of money. Money's not a thing. I think what we talked about is like a power thing, like a power move seems like he was being petty and did this and then it sounds like she's just being just as petty and she's like oh i'm gonna see you again i'm gonna you know see you now so i don't know do you have any thoughts on this or do you think it's just petty and dumb well i understand why the property was so meaningful to both of them now they purchased that chateau uh miraval in 2008 for 25 million euros um but six years later, that's where else they also got married, you know, on the 1800, um, you know, acre square space or whatever there overlooking the vineyards and the private lake. So, you know, it's, it's got like it's meaningful to both of them. But this company is basically working because they want a cut of this money that the wine that he has been selling. It's like a rosé wine or whatever. It's been in the top 100 best selling bottles for a, a little bit now. So they want to cut of that money. That, that's that's what this all boils down to at the end of it. You know, and it, it's kind of shitty. It's whatever. Like, look, just <laughs> 50, they, they bought it 50-50. So now share it 50-50, period. End of story. Why the fuck do people have to make shit so fucking hard? Or they should just make a trust and get all the money to the kids for the kids. Either way, yeah. It's their kid, their kids. You know what I mean? 
They yeah. don't need the money. They should save it for the kids. This Just is dumb as shit. It, it is look at look at us. We already solved their problem. Period. Period. We can't. We can't even solve our own problems, but we solved theirs. We sure the fuck can't. But guess what? <laughs> oh my god. I want to now move on and talk about Nicki Minaj and this person on TikTok that we're dubbing and everyone's dubbing Aunt Karen. Mm-hmm. Bonnie, you have the scoop. You filled me in. You tagged me, and I'm like, "What the fuck is happening here, Nicki Minaj? <laughs> what's going on?" Okay, so Aunt Karen is, you know, a pretty well-known TikToker. She does have a following of 1.3 million followers. And now I'm going to just put it out there. I don't fucking like this bitch. She annoys the shit out of me. Does she make valid points sometimes? Absolutely. Does she call it? And she's famous for calling out racist, um, um, fighting for LGBTQIA right? Like, you know, and stuff like that. Sure. I get it to a point. I also believe she's extremely hypocritical. I think there's so many times where she just reaches. And then there are, there was this time, this thing that she went through with another TikToker that was very controversial called Modern Warrior and his new girlfriend or whatever. And it was like a complete shit show with that. A lot of people were like, bitch after the modern warrior shit like i wouldn't even show my face if i were you but here she is still showing her face and her chin and everything else that goes with it but well, like this not, <laughs> not everything else that goes with it and uh so what she's catching flack for is right now there is a other tiktoker he's doing this like kind of show it's called 50 dates 50 states and it's you know it's this cute little white kid you know and he's going to every state and dating a girl from that state, like going on a date with her. And it's supposed to be like this cute little, you know, series, docu-series he's doing that he's funding himself. You know, he's minding his business over there. Well, she posts a TikTok on there and she's basically talking shit about, you know, oh, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a, a type, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Where's the seasoning at? Like, how are you going to go to Hawaii and date a white, just to date a white girl? And this, but do you not think fucking white people are born in Hawaii, bitch? Like, I, I like, just what does she think they're just like, what does she think they're born? I just fucking can't with her. Like, I, she was so, and she got so much hate on this post. She turned off her comments for a little bit. Um, and then she made a follow up post to it. And even on her Twitter, people are dragging her, but she's sitting there defending herself and, you know, and whatnot. Well, Nikki hopped in that bitch and Nikki made it like she posted a comment. So Nikki Minaj has her own podcast as well that she airs right now on Amazon Music and it's aired through the AMP app, AMP app. And so she does her live ones. So and actually her live is scheduled for tonight in about 40 minutes. And it's going to she's going to air this drama with this Aunt Karen tonight. So Lord, I know Jesus. your girl's definitely going to be tuning into that. But um before that, so let me tell you what Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj clapped back to, you know, she actually commented on Aunt Karen's thing and said, yo, can you imagine waking up, looking in the mirror, realizing you're a black queen and going on TikTok to concern yourself with a white man dating white women in different states with his own fucking money? Are y'all not fucking tired of looking this insecure? This is the equivalent to a Karen and using terms like what you're not going to do. To pander to black queens is so fucking ill. Like, this only makes these women feel like y'all are jealous and fucking obsessed with them, which further boasts their self-esteem. I'm going to give this woman cocksucker of the day award on the next uh. radio. Because child, enough is enough. What you not going to do? Girl, go on and get out of here. 
So when she posted that, Aunt Karen posted a TikTok, you know, response to that. And uh, in that TikTok, she comes for Nikki. She fucking came for Nikki and was like, I don't need to take advice from a woman whose husband, you know, pays to have her, you know, she pays to have her husband's essay things covered up and you need to be worried about me in. Right. Yeah, That's a, yeah, okay. and you need to be worried about your brother. And oh, oh by the way, Nikki, did you read? Yes, like she came for her. Like, just I was like, okay, I'm all. It's the, it's the salty. I'm the salty bitch. Shit for me, whatever. So there was that. Now Nicki Minaj didn't respond or anything. Nicki Minaj is unfucking bothered. Hasn't talked about it or anything. All she did was put a countdown to her next Queen Radio, which is tonight, where she will be giving Aunt Karen that cocksucker of the day award. So then Aunt Karen, she's still trying to stay relevant with this. She's posting more stuff. And then on her Twitter, she said, and she's adding her, she even, she's tagging Nicki Minaj in these posts and everything. She's like, act Nicki Minaj. So you're supposed to give me cocksucker award of the day. Cool. Make sure you list all of my accomplishments as well. Highlighting racism, exposing racist CEOs and fighting for LGBTQIA rights. Look, listen, listen. I want to listen tonight because I know Nikki is finna end this bitch's life tonight. And I'm going to be here for it. Because like I said, I am not an Aunt Karen stan. I can't, like, this bitch, I, no. Like, she needs to be humble. Yeah. She needs to go. And, you know, granted, Nikki, she ain't, like, perfect. And, like, she does have her own shit and she's dirty. Like, all all the ways or whatever the fuck. But I don't mean dirty, like bad dirty. <laughs> like, I was like, I mean, did you just say dirty? <laughs> no, I mean, like, you know, she's done some dirty deeds, yeah, girl, yeah. you know. So, um, but I'm here for the drama. I'm here for this fight. And I'm here for anybody that's going to piss off Anne Karen because I can't stand that bitch. <laughs> Hurt. That's going to be good because Nikki doesn't hold back on her show. No, she don't. No, she don't. She's I'm like, Anne Karen. I'm like, and Karen, you better fucking chill because Nikki will come through and be like, what's good, bitch? Like, And, her, and Nikki's fans are crazy, too. Mm-hmm. So she better be careful, girl. She's probably mm-hmm. going to get doxxed or whatever, like when they leak all your information, you know? I would not be surprised because she already went through that a lot of this stuff with the Modern Warrior stuff. And now she's on with this stuff. And I, I just really, I really can't stand her. She's got a very backwards, hypocritical way of looking at a bunch of stuff. And I just, I do not agree with a lot of her things. Let's move on now. Let's talk about Harry Styles and Chris Pine. Harry Styles has been all over my feed lately for everything. Everything that he does. If he fucking blinks, it's Harry Styles fucking blinked today three times. It's like, every, he is like, every, he, everyone's talking about him right now lately. <laughs> What is happening now with Harry Styles? What's going on with him and Chris Pine, girl? So, okay. So uh, this is like the whole spit gate thing, you know, because everybody's saying that Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine, right? So um, while Harry was performing in a sold out crowd in Madison Square Garden, um, he told his fans he just popped over to Venice to spit on a fellow co-star, on his fellow co-star of Don't Worry Darling. No doubt he was trying to telegraph the story was bullshit, you know, and the fans just ate up. Like, he was, like, literally in the middle of, of, you know, the concert. And he was like, yeah, I just went to go spit on Chris Pine. Everybody lost it. Everybody lost it. Mm. And he said that because while he was, like, kind of walking by Chris Pine or something, it appeared that he spit on him on purpose. But 
I think he was like talking and maybe like yeah he, like, came out a little but that was like the biggest thing and that's why the internet's blowing up over him right now saying that he was just like major disc Chris Pine and all this stuff and Chris Pine is like yeah I got spin on <laughs> yeah I also feel like a lot of it is like they're trying to build PR for this film that they're like with Olivia Wilde and all of them like this whole thing is like I don't know I think they're really trying to build it up because it's gotten really really bad reviews from the critics like super bad and so I think they're just trying to create press because they know Harry's fans are gonna do whatever watch whatever he does do whatever he says and so I think a lot of it is just hype for the event for the movie film i won't be watching it probably i know i won't i don't even know what the name of it is but i won't be watching it you know i love chris pine and i haven't heard a single damn thing about this movie i didn't even know about this movie until harry styles spit on chris pine so i i might not watch it i mean i love me some chris pine don't get me wrong and i'm here for his like fucking rugged man look that he's got going on right now but i'm probably still not gonna watch it and i'm not a big olivia wilde fan so same i don't really i'm like mm, whatever uh, i'm on one well, somebody watch it for us and let us know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I won't be watching. Let's move on now. Let's talk about my Real Housewives. So Real Housewives of Atlanta star Sheree Whitfield is getting some heat because, girl, back in 2008, everyone, all my Bravo-holics out there know exactly what I'm talking about, what I'm about to say. I'll just say one quote. Ready? Okay. A fashion show without fashion. How dreadful. So if you're a Bravoholic, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, Sheree had this, has this clothing brand called She by Sheree. And it was, quote unquote, launched 14 years ago. She had a fashion show, but none of her designs actually made it to the fashion show 14 years ago. Well, on the season finale of this year, um, of this most recent season, she actually launched She by Sheree and had a fashion show, and it was uh, pretty successful, but now she is actually getting a lot of backlash because of the fact that she is selling things that people are saying that look like quote-unquote wrinkled t-shirts for upwards of like anywhere from like 120 something dollars to like three four hundred dollars and they basically look like a t-shirt that someone just like did a press at their house with uh-huh. and it's a t it's a t-shirt uh-huh. and she also has some nice she does have some nice like athletic like athleisure wear and i have to like give her props on that because it does look really good but like you can for it to put it in perspective, the t-shirts one of some of the t-shirts are $142, whereas she could where you could actually get like a two-piece sweatsuit for $130. Now the spin is that these sweatsuits that she quote unquote designed are actually matching identical pieces that can be found on Sheen and Amazon between seven and thirty dollars. The only difference is her little logo on them. No. Yes, ma'am. So uh-huh. people are eating it up, talking all this shit. So, of course, all the Bravoholics out there went to the website to see what was a T. And the T was she took down the website. Oh. So, what are your thoughts on this $132 t-shirt and $130, uh, $130 sweatsuit that's going on Sheen and Amazon for $7 to $30? Yeah, I'm like, the fuck? The fuck? Okay, first of all, if you're going to pay that, you're stupid. 
you're stupid and I'm glad you lost your money. You're an idiot. Like, why the fuck would you do that? Uh. Like, I'm, just, I'm not like a fucking t-shirt. Like, I'll be so pissed till you look at the collar and it's like Fruit of the Loom. Yeah, and it's like, they're like, they look like very thin, like cheap material t-shirts. Oh, no. Oh, no. Like Forever 21 has better quality. Uh-uh. Let me, no. Absolutely not. I would disown a child if they came and told me they spent $130 on a fucking t-shirt. That's like starting price, too. And you could start my car because I'm leaving and I ain't fucking buying it. <laughs> like, so she by Sheree. That's very how dreadful. Uh, I just thought it was funny. I wanted to share that. So let's move on from my Real Housewives segment to our ESPN segment with Tom Brady. Because <laughs> I barely know who he is. I'm just kidding. I know who Tom Brady is and Giselle. Bonnie, this is your segment, girl. What's going on? Here we go. Yes. Yeah. So with the start of the NFL season being today, season opener is kicking off. It's already in the middle of the game. Actually, um, Tom Brady, you know, people are worried about Tom Brady, like how he's going to do this season. Is it going to be a good season for him? Is he going to fuck up? Because a lot of people know, like when these quarterbacks and everything, if they're having like any kind of like marriage troubles or troubles with their girlfriend and stuff like that, it literally affects their game. So mm-hmm. here he comes over, they're fighting over his unretirement. Um, now Tom Brady and Giselle's, their relationship is so serious, like so seriously going through it that they are not living together right now. Now, the NFL superstar and his wife of 13 years have had several heated arguments recently, and it all seems to stem from his decision to return for another season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Now, the details that followed continue back to the narrative that people claiming the couple are not sharing time at home as they navigate through this rough patch that they're calling it. So now the outlets also state that the family did not spend Labor Day weekend together, Giselle taking their kids to a Miami water park and Tom electing to check out Jack his son with his, you know, actress Bridget uh, Monahan, I believe, um, to football practice in New York. So they are very much like not, not a cohesive unit, you know, for right now. They're very unbalanced at the moment. So it is leading a lot of Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans to be like, um, Tom, don't let this affect this season now. So I don't know. What do you think? Is it, would would you think like doing what you love in your career and stuff like that be more important than your marriage or what? I would hope not. I would really hope not. But then I also feel like the person that marries you knows what the like, what they're getting into with you. Exactly. Exactly. Hundred so percent. Kind of like like both ways, kind of. You know, like of course your marriage should probably come first. Like, but. The person that marries you, if you're already in it, they should know. Because, I mean, Giselle's also in the, she's like in the industry. She's a model or was, wasn't she? Yeah, she's a model. But her main concern for her husband and his it's continued injuries. NFL career is his injuries. Yes, his health and stuff. And I, and I can completely understand that. I mean, he's 45. He's, you know. Oh, yeah. He's old as hell. In the NFL world, he's a, he's a geriatric at That's this what I'm point. saying. Yeah, that's yeah. when I said Otis Hall, I meant because he's in the NFL. Yeah. So in the NFL, when you turn 30, they're like, okay, I don't know how many more seasons you got. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I understand, you know, but at the same point, there could be other issues there. We have no idea. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors with those two, but it is reported that they are living separately. This could be leading to a divorce, and it could also be leading to a very bad year 
for the NFL superstar. So we'll see. I'm a hopefully because, you know. <laughs> Didn't, isn't he one that retired and came back as well? Yeah, that's him. That's fucking annoying. Yeah, Just he retired at the end bro. of last season and was like, <laughs> y'all thought. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the one that he, we were joking and we were like, oh, he spent like two weeks with his kids and he said, fuck this. Yeah, fuck them kids. I need to go back fuck to work. Kids. I need to get back out there. <laughs> fuck these kids. I'm about to deal with this shit. Mm-mm. <laughs> Giselle, girl, I'm about to go. You gotta stay here. Fuck Period. these kids. They ain't shit. <laughs> so speaking of ain't shit ass people, Kevin Federline, his interview <laughs> recently dropped. And it's very interesting because the interview actually has not, at least as of the recording of this, has not been picked up by any station in the US, any of the big three. No one's really picked it up. My thoughts are that they're probably betting the story and getting it, you know what I mean, before they purchase rights to it. But Kevin Federline did his interview where, and really I'm not going to go into it all because I didn't watch it. I watched clips and I got the details of it, but a lot of it, the, the, the piece that got me was that a lot of the interview, he's talking about how Brittany's dad and her family, he's like defending the entire family saying that they just wanted her well being, that they were taking care of her and they, even bring one of her sons on and his their son is being interviewed and says that he uh like her his step granddad was just taking care of her and blah 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 well plot twist because britney is firing back again mm-hmm. bonnie what the fuck did this like what is, what what what's happening <laughs> So Miss Brittany, Brittany Spears, she went on and she's posting like on all of her um, social media platforms and whatnot. And she's gone on and she posted like, but actually, as of right now, I cannot find her Instagram page. So I don't know. Oh, but uh, but breaking she did, news. I know. I'm, I'm looking for her. Uh, can't find it. Um, but she did post on Labor Day where she had posted like it was an audio recording um, Mm. and it was to her sons and it was basically touching on all, you know, what was going on and whatnot. And like, people are like, Holy shit, because it really was something crazy. Like it was crazy. The, the audio recordings that she had put out. And um, I think she said on one of it, she just poured her heart out uh on it was Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all of them. So I, if I can't find her, in, which I can't find her Instagram right now, I but... just so I just found it. I think she's spiraling. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she's spiraling. She's posted a video six hours ago, two videos six hours ago, one video five hours ago, two videos, oh, one video four hours ago, a video three hours ago, two videos two hours ago, and a video an hour ago. Yeah. So basically she's taking it really hard and like that her kids kind of threw her under the bus and stuff like that. But she's like trying to set the record straight, but she's doing it all very publicly and emotionally and it's a shit show. So it's very giving me very much. Yay. Yes. But she also touches on it herself where she's saying the only reason why, you know, Kevin Federline is doing all this shit and everything is because he's selfish and that he's just worried because his money train is all going to end soon. So that's, you know, what's going on. And yes, I believe it. Who the fuck is giving Kevin Federline 
a fucking platform. So shut his bitter ass up. His what the fuck does he even do? Does he have a job? Takes like, care of their kids. Exactly. Like what the fuck does he? So he's a fucking nanny. Like I can't. I mean, doesn't he have full custody? I I don't know. I I don't know what their custody is between them. But I you know she touches on and says that everything was like that he was in like kind of league with the father and everything because with her in the state that she was in or having her in the state that she's in, everybody profited off of her, you know, and you know, they retained all these rights and everything like basically that it was kind of like a conspiracy to, you know, to profit off her and keep her, keep her locked up or whatever, you know? So I'm going to say something that's controversial probably, but I don't think Britney should have been freed. Because <laughs> this bitch is spiraling. She, oh, no. someone, someone needs to inter, someone needs, someone needs to do something. Because the shit that she posts, she is not coherent. She does not sound like someone that has the right head on their shoulders. She is very much her growth is very much stunted. That's not to her fault. You know, it's probably through the trauma that she's been through, but someone needs to do something with Britney Spears because I don't want this to happen. I'm not wishing it upon her, but I do feel that she's going to like really, really spiral and go down a dark path again. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a matter of moments, not even days, weeks, moments. I feel like, because yeah. she needs, I don't know, I'm just going to stay quiet. No, I'm not going to stay quiet. She needs help. She really yeah. does. No, I agree. I agree. I couldn't agree more. She does need help. And she has every right and reason to spiral. And, um, you know, she she did go through a lot. And, and she went through a lot of, you know, you know, mental and emotional, like, torture and stuff like that of what she went through with her family and, and, you know, everything. And I don't think, like, she was ever, like, she ever hit that, like, I'm an adult, adult, adult phase, you know, mm -hmm. like, having her. So she's, I don't know, like, I, I see her really immature in a lot of ways. And she does need some help, you know, uh, mentally, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. She needs but she's she's not gonna do it though because she that's what everyone allegedly tried to do. It reminds me of like, and I'm not saying she's a drug addict. I'm just like comparing. It reminds me of like because I love Doctor Phil and I watch Doctor Phil all the time. It reminds me of like whenever a drug addict goes onto a TV show and they're angry at everybody and it's everybody else's fault except their own. Yeah, it's everybody's fault that they ended up homeless. It's their fault that they ended up under their circumstances. It's 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 everyone's fault. But when do you take self accountability? Right. No one told Britney to get into drugs. No one yeah. told Britney to do any of that. Someone did because they gave it to her. But it's like, when are we going to be like, oh, poor Britney, and be like, well, Britney, you should have made a better decision. And yeah, yeah, because there's definitely no accountability there. So I don't, I don't think that her parents and her family are angels. So I think that they're, they were, oh, they were definitely using her for fucking money for damn sure. But I also don't think that. There's three sides to every story. Her side, yeah. their side, and the, the truth. Because I think that they're all just telling different polarized versions of their truth when really the truth is somewhere in the middle because I don't believe any of them. I don't believe Brittany or their family. 
Yeah. No, no. Yeah, right. That's exactly where all that is at this point. And, you know, like, how how old are her kids? Like, how old's the youngest kid? I, I don't th- even I know. I think 16 and 14, I think, or 16 and something like that. Because she mentioned that uh, the kid that spoke out, she was like, um, he's really just something about, like, he's throwing a pity party because in two years he's not going to get a penny from her. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And that's just what's like, yeah, because he wants to get, he wants to still keep getting paid. Like it's gonna, it's gonna hurt his pockets. Like he's used to that forty, like forty grand a month and stuff. And now it's, it's not gonna be there no more. So, and like all this stuff is just really per- like I just ah, it's a lot of stuff to put out there. Like shouldn't you guys be handling this behind closed doors? Like with there. They're not because they're fucking crazy, all of them. Not Brittany. I'm not saying that she's just crazy, but the whole family, everybody, they're all, I'm sick of them. They didn't all just fucking go away. Just like, mm. just, just stay on the radar. Like, text each other. Don't, well, no, show us because then we won't have nothing to talk about. But, you know, <laughs> show us like once a month, not every fucking week, girl. Give me a break. No, this is every week. Brittany has been in the news every week for this, so... Maybe it'll be over, though, because the interview came out already. Yeah. You know, we kind of guessed it. I was like, I bet you we're going to talk about her next week because the fucking interview's coming out. And look, here we are, the fucking clown sucking by her. Yeah, I just, I can't. It's a train wreck. It really is. Mm-hmm. Well, let's end the show with the weekend and the scary incident that happened at one of his last concerts. Um it's pretty wild. I remember reading about it on Instagram and seeing video of him, like just like ending the show. But I didn't know what the fuck happened. I thought he just lost his voice. But what's the tea, sis? Yeah. So my husband. Oh my god, I just felt so bad for him. Um, the weekend. That is my man's. I love him so much. Um, now he was performing at a sold out SoFi Stadium concert, and he was three songs in when he abruptly stopped. Now he blew his vocal cords right at the beginning. Fuck. I mean that that's got to be horrible and painful and everything. So he canceled the remainder of that show, you know, due to blowing those vocal cords and he assured the stunned crowd that their tickets would be fully refunded and apologized to everybody for the disappointment. Now, the weekend did post a statement on his socials promising to make up a new date for the sudden cancellation. So Ah, yeah, I feel so bad for him. Like, can you imagine? And then people had the audacity to be mad on Twitter about it. Like, he blew his vocal cords. Like, I wonder what the that fuck. Felt. I wonder what that felt like. Did he? I wonder. Did he just feel like he lost his voice? No, like, they said it was really painful. And what the fuck was he doing? Because don't they do like warm ups and shit before? You would think, right? Like, well, I, I yeah, I would think so. Maybe he just wasn't because I remember like when Adele messed up her throat, like her vocal, like her vocal cords and stuff. She had to have surgery. She wasn't using like basically the your three, you know, vocal cords are like a tool, and she wasn't in a like an instrument, and she wasn't using it correctly. Right. So it's it's just like anything. Like after a while, like if you don't take care of it, it's gonna go out. You know. Hmm. So it usually like just results in a lot of hoarseness, like range shrinkage. Um loss of you know voice and you're just off pitch and it's painful to to even try and get to those pitches or whatever in severe cases and you rupture them and stuff yes you do have to have surgery to fix them there hasn't been any word on whether or not like his is that bad that he needs surgery hopefully it's not there have been no cancellation dates on his next 
um, venue like spaces or anything. His next dates coming up are, let me see. Um, well, they were September 13th and September 22nd and 23rd. So mm, don't know I if don't that's, think, I don't think he'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> Keep an eye on Ticketmaster for information there. Well, that is it for this week's podcast. Again, our thoughts and prayers go out to all of the fellow UKans, all of our friends across the pond. I know that they're probably taking it hard. Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth II is probably somebody they, most of them knew they're just, that's all they knew. It's mm-hmm. not like here every four years we get a new idiot in office, you know. <laughs> um, over there, it's like, that's what that was their, that's their person, so... Yeah. Thoughts and prayers to them, and we'll see what King Charles III does. So, yeah. Uh, alrighty. Well, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you leave us a rating and review wherever you are listening, and check out our other podcasts, Bitches Who Brunch and the Local Influencers. They are all available on all streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, Castbox, all of them. Amazon Music. So yeah, check us out. Thank you guys for listening and have a good day. Bye.